I like it spooky. Hey everybody, welcome to the I Like It Spooky Horror Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. Happy fucking New Year, everybody. I'm Clint. And you know, here on the uh, I Like a Spooky Horror podcast, we do news, we do reviews. Hell, sometimes we even do interviews. But we're going to kick off 2023 right, and we, this episode, are going to look ahead into 2023 to some upcoming movies that maybe will become instant classics once we cover them on the I Like a Spooky Horror podcast. Jason, what do you got for us? Yeah, I can almost guarantee that some of these will turn into classics. You know, maybe in our own minds, your guys too. It is the most wonderful time of the year where we can look ahead to the new year, see what all the good horror movies coming out are going to be. I'm super excited about this next year. I'm kind of bummed that there's no Halloween coming out. Spoiler alert. Sorry about that. But David Gordon Green, might as well kick right into this. He is working on a new trilogy. It's a little little movie uh, nobody's really probably heard of called The Exorcist. Doesn't ring a bell. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Is that a musical? That's a musical, isn't it? It might be. It might be. No, we're kidding. Of course, everybody loves The Exorcist. Most people love The Exorcist. It scares the shit out of me. I remember I never saw it when I was a teenager, and I rented it one time because I was going to get brave and watched it or watch it, and then I wussed out. I, I never even put the tape in the VCR and... Couldn't do it. I was alone. I had to wait until I was older to actually watch it. You know, the, the first one is in a category all of its own. A lot of people hate part two. Part three, though, is like one of my like top, I don't know, 15 maybe off the top of my head. It's I love part three. It's slow. It's creepy. The atmosphere, the the jump scare with the nurse and the giant cropsy, shiny metal sears, shears. Great, great. But so what is what is David Gordon Green doing with The Exorcist? So there's not too much information about it. I don't know what it's going to be. We can only really speculate on it. We have heard of a couple of little things. Ellen Burstyn is returning. She was in the original movie. So she has already filmed her scenes. This was announced like months ago, even before principal photography and recording has started. She finished hers. I don't know if it's because she's older, a health issue, or... What the deal was, uh, This the first movie, the first of three reported movies, is coming out October 13th, and it's going to be a Peacock release. So not even a theatrical. The look on Brian's face is just, <laughs> fuck that. Okay, so it's David Gordon Green, and he did great with the 2018 Halloween, and I thought he did great with the other two Halloweens. A lot of people have shit on him. Don't know what to expect from this one. I hope he does it justice. I'm excited to get an exorcist movie. If it's on Peacock, it's on Peacock. I don't know how much they're putting into it. I don't know the justification for that. Uh, if it's going to be like a dual release, like theater and Peacock, I mean, it would be cool to go to have your choice of seeing it in the theater. If you want, I don't know something I'm looking forward to. Peacock seems to be latching on to horror lately. We recently covered in the news in one of the recent episodes here about the Friday the 13th prequel, you know, that they're working on and stuff like that. It just seems like Peacock's really trying to grab onto the horror industry. Well, it's NBC Universal. Blumhouse is all part of that family. Oh, I didn't know that Blumhouse was incorporated. That makes sense now. Okay. Pretty sure it's all like right there together. I don't know how much, if they're owned by it or if they're just a parent company or if it's distributing rights. I didn't look too much into it, but yeah, they do a lot of Peacock releases. Like the Black Phone was a Peacock uh, Blumhouse, and it went to Peacock eventually. And 
I don't know. I didn't plan to start with a big one, but you know, segue from Halloween into The Exorcist, but there we go. It's one I'm excited about. We'll have to see. So I'm going to kind of go back here and talk about some early releases. By the time this episode comes out, there may have been one or two of these that you've already heard about or are coming out. So I'm trying to span the whole year. Have you guys seen the trailer for The Pale Blue Eye with Christian Bale? It's a Netflix movie. No, I didn't see the trailer. I saw some social media buzz, I think, on Facebook about it. I kind of, you know, cruised through the information. Nothing thorough, no. It's a movie uh, where it follows a detective named Augustus Landor, who's played by Christian Bale, who's investigating the homicide of a West Point cadet when he realizes the victim's fellow cadets won't help him solve the case. They're not, like, contributing at all. Augustus enlists the help of a young cadet, a young man known as Edgar Allan Poe. Yes, that Edgar Allan Poe. So that's kind of cool. So I guess I don't know if this is a true story or Edgar Allan. Did, did Edgar Allan Poe go to West Point? I don't know. I, this is a period piece, though, I think, because the, oh, yeah. the stills that I saw from it, you know, it's like Edgar Allan Poe's time, you know, 1800s or whatever. And I did hear or read that um, a lot of people were saying just that it's very um, atmospheric. It's very creepy. A lot of darkness, a lot of fog, a lot of cool old school creepiness to it. So that actually releases January 6th on Netflix. So from the time you hear this, you might have already seen it. You might be ready to watch it. I'm excited to watch it. I'm not big into period pieces. You know, Edgar Allan Poe, Christian Bale. Well, I mean, it's not really Edgar Allan Poe, but you know, the character. (laughs) I don't know why I had to specify that. For any of you who don't know, he's, he's not really around anymore. So this, this episode's about looking ahead, but when you said that, all I could do was look back to my first episode being uh, full-time on this show, where I tried to tell you that the Bride of Frankenstein was going to be at, at Motor City Nightmares. Yep, Edgar Allan Poe's in this movie, all right. So keeping with that, another movie that's coming out um, pretty soon, and then we'll kind of bounce around here. There's another Universal Pictures movie called Knock at the Cabin. Uh, looks interesting, has Dave Batista in it. Yeah, but say who the director is. Who's the director? I know it. Oh, is that the Shyamalan one? It's M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, okay. I didn't write that down. I should have. I knew. I kind of remembered that. But yeah, it's, it's going to be weird. So a vacationing family of three minding their own business are taken hostage like by a gang of four mysterious strangers. According to them, the family must make a choice to stop the apocalypse from happening. So M. Night Shyamalan has made some movies that I love. And M. Night Shyamalan has made some movies that I fucking hate. (laughs) The problem with M. Night Shyamalan movies is the trailers always, whether I loved them or hated them, looked fantastic. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to give it a shot and roll the dice. Well, it won't be too long. February 3rd is when this comes out. I don't know if it's a theater release. I'm I'm not going to pay to go see it. I just, I don't know. Hopefully it comes out to something soon after and we can watch it and... Maybe talk about it more. The last M. Night Shyamalan movie I paid to go see was The Village. And um, I almost walked out. I almost got up and walked out. And so I'm right there with you, Jason. Uh, I've seen several of his that he's made since then. But yeah, I, I wait for I can rent it, you know, or it's streaming or whatever. Do you feel like his movies, though, are like, even if people hate him, they're like, he tried something. He's doing something different. With Halloween, and that's what I thought when you talked about The Exorcist, do you think if The Exorcist is bad, people will be like, I can't believe he fucking did that with The Exorcist. Like they are with, you know, like how people are so like love or hate with Halloween. Do you think people like 
flips shit if the exorcist is bad or he goes a direction that they don't like. You know what I mean? Like one of those things will people be like bashing him like crazy. I, we'll have to kind of see because with Halloween, Halloween 2018 was was excellent. So if he comes out and knocks it out of the park with this first exorcist, expectations will be high. So going forward yeah, after that, I don't know what people will think. Um, I'm excited to see it regardless. I agree with what you're saying, Brian. And I think it's one of the reasons that I continue to go back and watch him, him Shyamalan night movies after ones. Cause like the village, like I say, is one that I just, I, I loathe that movie, but I think I agree with you. One of the reasons I go back and continue to watch his films is although he has his own style, he has his own tone. He doesn't tell the same story over and over and you can tell that he's experimenting. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to see what he's up to because he has knocked some out of the park. Yeah, one of my all-time favorite horror suspense movies is a Shyamalan movie, Signs. You didn't see much, but it, the anticipation scared the hell out of me. And like we've said before, maybe it was just the time I watched it. That's what I take from it. I wasn't so much a fan of that one, but you know one that I like that a lot of people seem to hate is, um, I think it's Lady in the Lake or Lady in the Water. I forget the name of it now, but you know what I'm talking about. I love that. It was, it was more fantasy than horror than anything. That was a great movie. I think Sixth Sense is probably his biggest one. That's what set him off. And he didn't direct all of them, just kind of produced and had his name tied to them. And um, he stars in all his movies. I kind of like that Stephen King-esque. He, he has like a small part in all movies. We enjoyed The Village. I think Jack and I went, or not The Village, The Visit, the one with the family, the grandma and grandpa. Well, they're not the grandma and grandpa, but yeah. When he uh, puts the diaper in the kid's face, <laughs> Jack was like trying not to throw up in the theater. <laughs> what was what was the name of the? Um, it's not old people because that's a movie that's out now. It's a different movie, but where they're they're on the the island old. and they can age. Is it old? Yeah, that was pretty good. I like that. I think that was that's his latest one that I can think of. Yeah, we went and seen that in theaters too. Enjoyed it. I mean, notice none none of us mentioned the happening with uh, Wahlberg there, and there's a reason. All right, moving on. What else you got, Jason? I actually, I actually like the happening, but but <laughs> I do. But move, but moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you listened to us last year, I know Clint wasn't with us last year, but he probably listened. We are talking about movies coming out in 2022. Well, now one of those movies we're going to talk about it again because Evil Dead Rise was supposed to come out in 2022. Now it's pushed back till April 21st of 2023. Hence, while we're talking about it again. So Bruce Campbell, executive producer, not in the movie. What are your What are your takes? Have you seen anything about this? Uh, I have. I've been I've been following this one closely. That that franchise is near and dear to my heart. I'm bummed that Bruce isn't going to be in it. You know, just like I'm bummed that there wasn't a, a season four of Ash vs Evil Dead. I understand his reasonings. Although I hear, and maybe I'm stepping on your toes, but I hear that there's a chance we're going to get an animated series of Ash vs Evil Dead to continue that story with Bruce doing the voice of Ash. But you know, obviously, I'm sure everybody listening knows that he stepped away because he says that he's getting too old to pull off the physicality involved with that character. But yeah, I've been watching this one and what I've been seeing a lot of people say is, "Hey, this is Demons 2 from Argento and um Liberto Bava." You know, cuz it's Zard zombies, demons in, in a high rise. But yeah, we're going to go out of the woods and we're going to get and out of uh, medieval times and, and get into a, an urban area. So I think it's going to be fun and it's also a theme cuz I'm, I'm 
probably stepping on your toes here, but I'm sure you're going to talk about Scream here pretty soon in this episode and Scream the same thing. You know, they're, they're moving to New York. So I, I'm interested to see. I hope it doesn't let me down. Yeah. So two sisters find themselves in the fight for their lives when an ancient book gives a uh birth to bloodthirsty demons that run amok in this Los Angeles high-rise building. It's kind of fun. There was a Call of Duty Zombies one that was in a high-rise. Yeah, another one I'll check out. It, I don't remember what I said about it last year, but maybe I was more hyped for it last year. I'll, I'll check it out, though. I don't know if I'll go to the theater and watch it. Oh, I will. Will you? Yeah, I'll be at the theater. Just Evil Dead and in the high-rise, I feel like there's going to be a lot of maybe explosions and kills and just fun stuff that'll happen in a in a high rise and that'd be just fun to watch in theater. I also feel like Bruce Campbell's gonna be in this movie. Not maybe bouncing off the walls and getting thrown around, but I feel like at some point he's gonna be a character, maybe not a main character, maybe like the building manager or like the super of the building, something along those lines. I feel like he will be in it. So the, the franchise has proved, in my opinion, it's hard to say that it can survive without Bruce. When you look at the remake in 2013, I think it was, by, what was that, Freddy Alvarez? That was a great movie. I don't care. The, the critics don't like it. We, we can debate it. it. It was a great movie. But if you notice, the Delta was there. They, they had a little cameo of the Delta in the background. looked like it had been there for 30 years. And so in my mind as a fan, I'm watching that movie, the 2013 remake, and I'm going... You know, it's almost like it's not this movie is not a remake or a reboot. It's almost like it's a sequel or, or a continuation story. Like whatever happened with Ash at that cabin in 87 already happened. And he's back in time now in the medieval time stuck there or whatever. And this new group of people come across the cabin and, and deal with the same thing. Or you see the spinoff like they did the, the fun little on Creep Show, the series with um, Evil Dead and, and Ted Raimi was there. Like that episode was great. I got Evil Dead from it. I had fun with it. And Bruce wasn't there. And that episode, I didn't miss Bruce. I wasn't like, where's where's my chainsaw guy? So you gave me a couple segues with that, so I don't know which way to go. But um, I'll kind of bring this up. Fetty Alvarez um, is also working on something that's not going to come out in 2023, but looking even farther ahead, there is an untitled alien project that he's working on. I've seen a poster for it. Oh, a poster for it? Yeah, I don't know if it was fan art or not. I come across a lot of like really good fan art for upcoming movies. Um, but I don't, I don't know, I don't know if it was official or not. But yeah, that's how I learned there was a new, new uh, con or a continuation of the franchise. And he's tied to it. But that's yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about that next year or the next year when we kind of know more about it. Everything's kind of under wraps right now. What's going on with it? Real quick, just just before you move on, I'm sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to say about the Evil Dead thing. I hope. <laughs> that uh them delaying it isn't like when they delayed the game when they delayed the release of the game they uh you know they said it was so they could improve the game and <laughs> they did not of course i don't know what it was before maybe they did but the game was like so i just hope it's not like that with that movie i hope they're not like oh we need a little bit longer so we can make it better and then i'm like oh why did you take so long it sucks yeah hopefully it was just a time thing when they wanted to release it but yeah well i think i think it's because it was supposed to go right to streaming and then you know got the green light to get a theatrical release well, that's exciting. If it's good enough for a theatrical release, or they deem it to be, maybe maybe it's better than we thought. All right, we'll go into Scream 6. The trailer just dropped. Go check that out if you guys haven't seen that. Looks like we're set in New York. Uh, same characters are returning, a couple of them. The sisters are back. The girl who plays Wednesday. Jenna Ortega. She's back. Her sister's back in it. Trailer looks fantastic. I like it. Uh, you kind of get the feel. It's Halloween time, New York City. You see the subway, a lot going on. It looks fantastic. And then all the scream 
Ghostface characters pop up. A lot of rumors still about this. It, it kind of seems like they sprung this on us pretty quick. We knew it was coming. Already a March 10th release. So like three months from now, we'll be watching it. I, I figured it would have been longer than that, but no, it's ready. And Hayden Panettiere is, comes back. I think she was in Scream 4. So she's back also. So if any if anybody's been following the news on this, obviously you guys know that Nev Campbell was going to be a part of this. And then there was um, disputes over her pay and the contract. And so she's not going to be a part of this. This is the first Scream entry she will not be a part of. I'm actually excited. Supposedly. Right. Yeah, it, it could be a work. It could be a work. I might be a mark. This is pro wrestling. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a work. <laughs> but, um, but if she's not, um, I'm not going to to knock her or, or her portrayal as Nev Campbell or Nev Campbell as Sydney Prescott. Um, she portrayed herself and um, or anything, but I think it'll be a little refreshing and allow the franchise to move forward. I've seen people say that they're not going to be under her shadow. And I kind of agree with that as far as the story. Excellent point. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I mean, we got Jenna Ortega and her sister. I, I should learn the other actress's name <laughs> instead of being just <laughs> like, Oh yeah, her sister. But I think it's a fresh start and Jenna Ortega is kind of showing herself as a leading lady. Well, that's the thing too, is if anybody thinks this movie's not going to make money or be successful because Nev Campbell potentially is not part of it. Ortega is a hot commodity right now. I mean, from the last scream she was in, from being an ex and then obviously lately the Wednesday series. I mean, she has been ushered in as the new scream queen and rightfully so. Did you catch about 42 different Easter eggs on the subway in that trailer? Abs well, not all of them, but I saw some. You'd have to watch it like 80 times to catch all the freaking Jason mask. Yeah, all of the fun stuff. Yeah, it's just a teaser trailer. It's real quick. But hey, you know, speaking of Scream 2, I just saw or read uh, yesterday, I think it was, you know, because of course there's rumors flying around that the character of Stu is still alive. And I, I kind of like to believe that. It'd be fun. Everybody else comes back. Why the hell not Stu? He's Matthew Lillard is, is a great actor. Kevin Williamson, the, the writer, came out, I think it was yesterday, and put it to bed and said, Stu is dead. Just let it go. Could be a work. I don't know. But the man who wrote it came clean and said, no, Stu's dead. Uh, another movie coming out pretty quick, probably will be out. And I know everybody has seen it. It seems like the trailer is getting pushed around everywhere. Uh, we'll talk real quick about it. Megan, the little robotic animatronic girl that's like protecting the girl, but turns evil. Looks interesting. I don't know what I feel about it. it does have a little creepy parts in it, but... I think it's timely because of all the AI conversation going on in in reality right now. So I think it's a timely release and it might get some um, some attention because of that. It looks interesting. I've seen way worse movies. I, I don't know if I'm going to go to the theater and see it. Yeah, it's got the names tied to it, uh, produced by James Wan and Blumhouse. So, I mean, two pretty good names in horror. Yeah, so I will check it out. It's You know that one's rated. I don't. I gather that if it's a PG-13 movie, then the demographic it's shot towards will go watch it. It felt like something that I would not go to the movie theater and watch, but maybe, you know, 15, 16, 17-year-olds or even maybe even 13-year-olds would be like, I want to go see that Megan movie with Killer Robot. That would be, that's my audience, you know, when I see that trailer that it's shooting for. And she looks like one of the Olsen twins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know if it was meant to be, but maybe it was. Maybe she's the voice. You guys remember the movie from the late 80s, uh, Deadly Friend? I think it was a Wes Craven flick. 
I own it, but I've never watched it. I haven't seen it in forever enough to remember, um, you know, the, the general story of it all. But I don't know. When I saw it, it was the first thing that popped in my mind. Was, oh, I wonder if this is Deadly Friend Part 2. Yeah, when we were at Halloween at Palooza, I bought it from a Justin Beam's table. And I said, this is the prequel to Short Circuit, right? And he's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Johnny Five Alive. Your mother was a snowblower, laser lips. I don't know why I just gave Johnny New York accent, but all right, go ahead. <laughs> Have you guys seen the the Teen Wolf uh, MTV series? Did you were you guys into that from a few years ago? No, I mean I know what you're talking about, but I never never took in any of it. I'm a big you know Teen Wolf fan from the '80s. The Michael J. Fox loved that. Uh, so there's a movie. Hell, even part two is pretty good. So there's a movie coming out, but based on the 2017 cast or it ended in 2017 on mtv the series so it's going to bring that cast back uh know absolutely nothing about it because i didn't watch it but i might i might give a movie a watch all i know about that and again i didn't watch any of the series but just from the little bit i've seen of it i think it's a way more serious tone and it looked to me like it had way more characters and it was kind of like a kind of like a twilight or almost like a like a tween kind of dark drama he wasn't turning into a werewolf during the high school basketball championships and like slam dunking or anything. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. The poster looks a little bit more ominous, but yeah, it's not fun. Like seven minutes in heaven might not be part of this one. Also some pretty ridiculous looking movies coming out <laughs> again. Uh, All right, let's get to the meat and potatoes. I'm interested in this one. They've pushed the trailers everywhere. Winnie the Pooh. Blood and Honey. Have you seen the trailer for that? I haven't seen the trailer. Uh, again, I, I've heard of heard of it. I've read a little bit about it. I think it's going to reach an audience just like um, there's been a lot of movies like Cocaine Bears coming out. Sorry if I stepped on your toes on that. That's next. So let's talk about both of them. It, remind, it reminds me of Psycho Goreman that came out a couple years ago. Just that kind of vein of movie where it's almost well, like Violent Night. It's kind of like in that same name of the uh, vein of the movie we just covered. It's that fun kind of gory movie. So Yeah, so Winnie the Pooh, I'm more excited about than Cocaine Bear. When I saw the trailer, I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I think it's going to be fun based on a true story. You could tell from the trailer, they've taken a lot of liberties. Winnie the Pooh's based on a true story. That's what it says. <laughs> Cane Bear or Winnie the Pooh, which one's, I don't know. <laughs> No, cocaine beer. Sorry, I'm kind of talking about both of them, but I'm more excited for the poo one. The cocaine beer looks ridiculous based on a true story. But yeah, they've taken a lot of liberties based on the trailer because I would have heard about this shit. <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> so the cocaine beer trailer that's out. That was a big one when we went and saw Violent Night. Did they show it for Violent Night for you also? Yep. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know about this. I know Brian was excited about it. Hell, Ray Liotta's last movie, right? Oh, I think so, maybe. Yeah. The cast is crazy. You're like, how the fuck did they get these people to be in a movie about a bear eating people high on cocaine? And I'm like sitting there and I'm like hitting Tiffany. I'm like, look, look, look. <laughs> and she's like, after the trailer, she's like, I am not. And I was like, I am going to be in a fucking theater seeing this movie. I wish you listening. I mean, I'm sure you can hear the excitement in Brian's voice, but if you could visually see the Shirex, he's bouncing in his chair right now. Yeah, I think this is his top pick for 2023. Cocaine Bear. Seems like it. 
<laughs> well, they're they're both coming out subsequent releases in February. Pooh is February fifteenth. Cocaine Bear February twenty fourth. God damn, double feature of killer bears. Oh, there you go. Too bad this wasn't a summer one. Those would be perfect drive-in movies. Oh yeah. Oh, we missed out right there. They can still be played. You know, maybe uh, talk to Justin Beam if he does uh, does Big Sky again and say show Cocaine Bear, show Cocaine Bear back to back with Cocaine Bear, please. <laughs> did you read the synopsis for the winnie the pooh movie no go, you, go ahead uh it follows pooh and piglet as they go on a rampage after christopher robin abandons them for college so they're pissed their best friend fucking left for college <laughs> they're pissed and cocaine bear is about a bear that kills people after it does a shit ton of cocaine a whole brick <clears throat> And then it just starts eating people. Uh, it showed like where the cocaine came from. It wasn't it tossed from like a plane or something into the woods. And I think that's where Ray Liotta comes in. Yeah, it's his cocaine. Yeah, he's like the mob boss, and they screwed up transporting the coke. And lucky bear cocaine never falls out of a plane in my backyard. <laughs> what the f- what? What would you do with it? You would have no idea what to do. <laughs> Well, I mean, what'd the bear do with it? Come on. What, what would you do with it? I, I want to I know. I want to plan for unexpected oh, events. Why, you need you need some? <laughs> not that much. <laughs> I'm not saying shit. I'm not going to incriminate myself. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Message us after the show, Clint. All right. All right. Moving on, literally. Um, Nicholas Cage. This one got a lot of... Uh, talk over the summer i already know what you're gonna say i'm i'm excited to see this movie what do you think about it tell us what what is it tell us about it i honestly i forget the title but he's gonna play dracula (laughs) i I was throwing it to you no he's playing renfield he's playing renfield so there is a renfield movie coming out but i thought there was the movie with nick cage coming out where he was playing dracula oh you're right i should have read it more so no it's called renfield it's about his henchman but I thought Nicholas Cage was playing Renfield, but now that makes more sense seeing the pictures of him looking all pale and like the the red suit or whatever it was. So no, you're absolutely right. So yep, it follows the exploits of uh, Renfield, which it says it's a horror comedy. I don't I don't know how true it's going to be, but it's what it says. Uh, Nicholas Holt is playing Renfield, uh, who ditches his day or his job working for Dracula after he falls in love with a traffic cop named Rebecca Quincy. Oh, Rebecca Quincy is played by Aquafina from Crazy Rich Asians and a bunch of other movies. All I know is, is I have always revered Dwight Fry, who played Renfield in the original Dracula with with Bela Lugosi. I've always revered him as revered him as one of my uh, all time favorite actors because anything I've ever seen him in, he always brought this energy and this intensity to whatever role he was he was in. And I think some of that was due to the contrast of the time and everything was kind of slow and dark and gothic, you know, all the Universal monster stuff. But my point is, is I think that Nick Cage. That's the reason I'm excited to see this to see his take on Dracula has my interest peaked, but my God, he embodies what I think Dwight Fry is. Can you imagine Nick Cage playing, you know, Renfield? I almost think that'd be better. His over the top persona. Yeah. That's what I, yeah, I should have looked more into it, but no, you're absolutely right. Cause he was definitely dressed as Dracula, but I thought, you know, Nick Cage in a movie named for somebody else. Wouldn't have thought that would have happened. Did I ever tell you guys that I was uh, going to audition for a stage play and I was going to, for the part of Renfield. The day of the audition was uh, the day the towers fell. It was nine eleven, and so of course everything you know shut down. So I never got to audition. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Blew up your dreams. 
Yeah, literally. There was way more important things going on that day than my stupid play, but I always look back and go, man, I'm bummed because if I could only audition for that, that would have been fun. Then maybe you guys would be interviewing me on the I Like a Spooky Horror podcast. Probably not. You probably wouldn't give us the time of day. I probably wouldn't have made it past opening night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that Renfield comes out on April 14th. Brian had talked about going out of town around that weekend and what, being up in Michigan, right? Oh, yeah, April 14th. That's um, Motor City Legacy Part 2. That's the April 14th, 15th, and 16th. Well, if they if they get Nicolas Cage, I'll guarantee I'll be there. If not, not a chance. No way, nothing. <laughs> no, no, I, I still want to go. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, imagine how much Nick Cage would be to have something signed. I mean, hell, if Robert England's that freaking nuts. I don't know what I'd have him sign. Maybe I'd get like a poster of Valley Girl. Get a copy of the Constitution. <laughs> be fun. All right, something for our younger listeners now. I know Brian has kids, Clint has kids, but they're a little older. You already talked about Cocaine Bear. <laughs> uh, we got a remake of The Haunted Mansion. Really? The Eddie Murphy, not so classic, classic. Uh, yeah, coming out August 11th, coming to probably Disney Plus. I don't know if it's a theatrical release. The original one is on Haunt is on Disney Plus right now. So who who's in the lead? Who's playing the lead role? Does it say? Well, thank you for asking. Let me go back to my notes here. You are very welcome. Let me see. Of course, I didn't have it here. A lot of great people in this. Uh, Clint's setting me up perfectly. Rosario Dawson is, is she's playing a single mom instead of the dad. So they're kind of switching it up that way. Also, Danny DeVito, Owen Wilson, and Tiffany Haddish. So it's it's got. Don't know who that is. Oh, she's pretty popular right now. She's in a lot of, she was in that night school and I don't know, a lot of Kevin Hart movies. I know she's done her own things, but. So I need, I need to stop watching trauma movies from the early eighties. So I know what you're talking about. I got you. Okay. More modern time. She's pretty popular. I've never seen Haunted Mansion. So they've got some names tied to it. So I'm sure it's going to be for the younger viewers if Disney's putting it out and wants to tie it to their Haunted Mansion ride that everybody loves. But yeah, I don't know if I've seen the original either. Skip the original. Go to the Muppets one. Is there a Muppets Haunted Mansion? Yes. Yeah. Finley's <laughs> been on, on like a little Muppet kick lately because uh, we watched um, Muppets Take Manhattan or one of those. I was like, I'm a Muppets fan. I'll say it. I'm not ashamed of it i love the muppets i'll watch the muppets i'll watch sesame street i was trying to watch follow the that bird the other day and it's not on streaming so i was like oh the haunted mansion with the muppets now she says can we watch that movie that scary movie with the puppets she's always <laughs> like you know the puppets the puppet people and i was like it's the muppets but yes there are puppets well, yes we can watch it yeah that one's better than the eddie murphy one has she seen a christmas carol one yet the Muppet one? Yeah. Yeah, six times this week. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. good. <laughs> no, Brian, I'm the same way. I, I grew up a Muppets kid. I grew up a PBS kid because we were poor. It, it was the, my rich friends in, in Catholic school that had Disney. But I love... So have you shown her the episode of the Muppets with Alice Cooper? Uh, the Muppet show, I don't think we've watched that. We've gotten a little bit into it, but we haven't made it um, very far. I should pull that one up. Yeah. So let's go into another movie that I haven't personally seen, but I know it's pretty popular. Uh, there's a remake coming of Salem's Lot. It's, this is another one, just like Evil Dead, that got pushed back. In fact, we, we reported, um, so far we, we've covered two or three of these that you've mentioned on the news throughout the year breaks, but that was one of them where we were reporting the release date. We kind of discussed it at length. And then it got pushed back and then it got pushed back again. So um, it kind of went into limbo and no one knew what was going to happen with it. And I'm excited to see it finally come to light. 
Yeah, over the summer, I tried to watch it, and I pulled it up, and I went to watch it, and I saw it was over four hours long, and I, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't want to commit four hours to that when you already know like some of the memorable scenes. I'm sure it's worth a watch. I'll watch the remake. Hopefully, it's just a few hours and kind of get the gist of it. So have you seen the original, Clint? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, that's one of the few Stephen King books that I read. So, so I'm just the lame one here. Okay, that's all right. Hell, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. You never seen Salem's Lot? Fuck no, it's four hours long. Oh, good. Well, it's because it was a TV miniseries. And that's when, when we discussed it earlier on in the year on the show on whatever episode, I can't remember now. Um, I had also asked if you guys had seen <clears throat> the remake in the 2010s, uh, 2011 maybe, and it had Rob Lowe in it. That one's a, a cool one to watch too because that one, and same thing, it was more of a mini series. So I don't know how many hours, but it, it wasn't a two hour, it was long. But in that one, they explored more of the, uh, the subplots and the stories of the the townspeople uh, where the original folk is pretty heavy on, you know, just the key actors. Both great flicks, though. So I wonder if when you watch it on streaming, if it's split like well, where you're like, OK, that's I can stop now and watch another hour the next night. That makes it easier if I know it's split and I don't have to stop and remember, you know what I mean? I can watch 45 minutes of it or whatever and have a little bit of closure going into the next time I turn it on. Just pause it and write the time down. I do that like today. Today I was listening to um, the last episode that came out before it was released of the I Like a Spooky Horror podcast. I don't know why I like to plug us on our own show. It's really weird. But anyway, um, just so people know what they're listening to. And I did this like if I was out finishing up my Christmas shopping and if I go into a store, I just hit pause and look and see what time it is. All right. So in researching the show, I got kind of excited for this one. Excited and nervous. There's already a remake coming of the 2008 movie Strangers. I liked the original Strangers. I liked it a lot. Same here. The re- the the sequels, not so much. I mean, they were all right. I was entertained a little bit, but yeah. So yeah, a uh, young couple is forced to make a pit stop, stop in an isolated Airbnb in Oregon, and they're stalked by three masked stranglers. So supposedly this is going to be the first of a trilogy for the Strangers. And just crazy for no reason people stopping and killing people that was uh one of my favorite things as the original movie is uh when she's like screaming like why'd you do this and the lady was like because you were home it just shows that there was like no reason for it is you were here now we are too so so far i see a scene with a, a theme a theme with all the movies and i see a lot of remakes i see a lot of sequels nothing wrong with remakes nothing wrong with sequels at all i'll throw it out there i'll say it is there anything original coming out? I have one original movie left, and the rest are all sequels. So, do you want to talk? No, I'm I'm still excited. No, I'm still excited to talk about all of them. I'm just saying it was just a, an observation I made that I wanted to point out. I'm just hoping that there's some original material in there somewhere. Yeah, let's talk about this new one that's coming out. Maybe it's new. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a remake. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's called The Last Voyage of the Demeter coming out in August 2023. Um, So it's based on a single chapter called The Captain's Log from Bram Stoker's classic 1897 novel Dracula. So it's set aboard the Russian schooner The Demeter, uh, which is chartered to carry uh, private cargo, 24 unmarked wooden crates. I wonder what's in those. Is this the one where um, Bill, I can't say his last name, Sazgar or whatever, he played, he was in Barbarian. Is this where he plays Nosferatu? This is basically like a a retake on Nosferatu. I have no idea. I just read that about it and I got kind of interested by it. So I guess 
it's not really, I guess it is, it's not an original movie now that I read it, because based on the old 1897 Dracula, plus we've already seen Dracula coming over by ship. Yeah, I'm not sure if it has Bill Skarsgård, but I like Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, there, there's a movie rumored to come out. I don't know about rumored. I swear I've read something on it where he was going to, and I thought it was Nosferatu. It was basically a remake of Nosferatu, and he was going to play Nosferatu. Has my interest. I think he'd be fantastic in that role. Although William William Defoe playing the actor playing Max Von, whatever his name is there, who played Nosferatu in um the movie uh something about the shadows or whatever. Defoe played a pretty good, pretty good Nosferatu. Uh so looking this movie up, it does have some good people, but yeah, I don't see Bill Skarsgard here. Yeah, it must be something different. Vigo Mortensen, Jude Law. This David Mast Malchian. I've seen him and stuff. Oh, that's right. He was in Prisoners. I think he was actually the kid that kidnapped the kids. Uh, he plays some kind of character. That's where I, maybe I recognize him from. But yeah, it doesn't say Bill Skarsgård. So yeah, not exactly an original movie, but maybe an original telling of it. And Yeah, and like I said, the you have any more comments about that one? No, you were looking at something. but I was looking at something else. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So there are a bunch of sequels. We'll kind of start with this one. This is the the highest number sequel on my list. Saw X. So a tenth installment of Saw. And they're supposed to be bringing back Tobin Bell. They are, yep. And there are some stills of it, like, out that you can see of the filming. It looks kind of interesting. I think one of them shows Tobin Bell sitting in a park, and a kid comes up to talk to him. So I don't know where that goes. I don't know if this is going to be a prequel. It would have to be because he's dead, supposedly dead. Maybe it's mixed in somewhere in the middle of it. I don't even know what's going on with the story. I quit watching after three, and not because I was like, I wasn't like, screw this. I just never watched any more of them. So I don't know what's going on. I remember, isn't he supposed to be dead? The character is supposed to be dead? Yeah. He died. He finally died of cancer or whatever. And a lot of people die. And then there was one where they, what, they cut his face off, or at least it was on the poster. They all blend together for me, too. I just know a lot of people die in weird ways in those movies. And I'm sure it's going to be the same way for this one. Not much to talk about on that one. October 27th, so just before Halloween. That's what they always did. It was every Halloween. And I think like the first five or six like came out every freaking Halloween. And then there was a lapse after that, wasn't there? Good times. I mean, they were just printing money at that point. Everybody was into it. Everybody was going to see it. It was exciting stuff. Another one I just kind of read about, a new movie called Maxine, which is going to be a sequel to X. So Maxine, the character, but it's, you know, M-A-X-X-X-I-N-E. So kind of playing on that porn. Yeah, because if if you guys don't know that are listening, um, Pearl that came out after X was a prequel. And this now is a sequel to X, like Jason said, where we get to see what happens to what was what was the character's name? Maxine. Yeah. Maxine. <laughs> after the events of X. Yeah. And those are excellent movies. I liked both of them. I like what Ty West does. I just watched... Uh, Oh, what's the one where the, the family's all together and somebody's hunting? Oh, you're next. And Ty West is actually an actor in it. He plays like the boyfriend, I think, that gets killed first in the movie. So I didn't know that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Was an actor, kind of got his chance to direct some movies, and he's done well with them. I'm wondering if how Maxine, right? That's what it's called, Maxine. I'm, I'm wondering if it's going to be horror because X was horror. Kind of a chainsaw masker vibe to it, you know what I mean? Pearl, not so much. Uh, I think that was had a little more human story to it. It wasn't so much of a murderous rampage, really, just kind of like a mental breakdown. But I mean, the character of Pearl, spoiler alert, dies at the end of X. So it's not like Pearl's gonna, you know, hop on her rascal and 
go over to LA and try to hunt down Maxine, what's, what's going to happen? I wonder if it's going to be horror, or if it's going to be just the, the debauchery of the excess of the eighties. Yeah. They could literally go any way they want with this story. Just kind of continue on with her life. See what happens. Maybe one of the few things good that came out of COVID was this trilogy. They were filming what New Zealand or not even in the United States. And he was there already. He had one script. He had all his people there. He's like, hey, let's just make another movie. Everybody's here. Let's keep going. And then they're like, let's make another one. So this trilogy spawned because they were stuck there pretty much. And they had everybody there. He contacted the production company and was like, let's do this. And they're like, okay, do it. Can you imagine how exciting that would be? Do you remember a couple episodes ago when we interviewed Brent Edgett and he was talking about um, the many fan films that he was a part of, but the one in particular he was talking about on the set of Vengeance 2, I'm sorry, Vengeance 2 Bloodlines, it was a Friday the 13th fan film. And he was talking about how everybody had so much fun and you could see it in, in the post credit footage. And then he said like Darcy DeMoss, for example, was in tears when it was time to go because everybody was just enjoying themselves. Can you imagine being in that experience like what Brent described, like you're saying when they shot X and then the director going, hey, you guys want to stick around and shoot a couple more movies? (laughs) You know, how cool would that be? Like, yeah, we'll be here a few more months. Let's just keep the fucking party going, you know, and. Yeah, it's like when you're younger and, uh, you know, you're out with your friends and the bar's closed and then somebody's like, hey, there's this after party. You're like, oh, really? (laughs) then you're out till like six in the morning could you imagine though like after you get home from that long shoot like i'm not answering the phone or doing any movies for like (laughs) six months i'm taking a fucking break to me it's kind of like after i recorded the first episode with you guys and then you guys were like hey do you want to come back and i'm like yay The rest is history. All right. Another sequel for you. I'm excited about this one, but I'm all crazy about the the whole Conjuring universe. Uh, We're getting a new nun. My wife loves the nun. That's one of our go-tos. I don't, she hates watching movies over and over, but every once in a while she'll be like, let's watch the nun. Creepy as shit. I love it. It's a new one's coming out September 8th. Uh, Bonnie Aarons is going to return as the nun. Not much more on it than that. Do we have the same director? I have no idea. I'm a, I'm a piss poor host on this part. <laughs> I kind of kind of went through and was just trying to. I was trying to pick and choose, but so far we've kind of talked about almost everything I've got for you. I like I like the first nun. I went and saw the the first nun, and I went and saw the first one in the theater. Didn't hate it. Wasn't mad. I saw it. I didn't walk out of it thinking, "Hey, this is the the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life." But I enjoyed it. Do I think it warrants a sequel? I don't know. I'll check it out. I'm not going to, oh, really? I don't want to see that. If I had to choose between the Strangers remake and The Nun, I'm going to go see The Nun all damn day after I go see Cocaine Bear. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Cocaine Bear. Bear is getting some love by some of us. All right. I just have a couple more coming out this year, and then we'll kind of talk ahead about 2024 a little bit. Uh, We got Insidious 5. So a lot of Insidious movies. I like the Insidious movies. This one is going to be uh, directed by Patrick Wilson. Uh, comes out July 7th. So it's going to be a direct sequel to part one and part two. So they're kind of not talking about the other ones. And Have you seen Insidious, Brian? I, don't, I think that's one that you've talked you haven't seen. I've seen the first one, but I didn't see any of the other ones. It's one of those that's like Jeepers Creepers. It's kind of like Jeepers Creepers. I was really into it, and then it like flipped. And I'm like, oh, it's this fucking demon thing. Like, really? It like ruined the whole movie for me when they like showed this demon that's haunting his dreams. And I'm just like, 
I was loving the feel of the movie, and then this demon comes, and I'm like, nah, you just lost me. That movie got no love, the the last one that came out, Reborn, I think it was, or whatever. So, yeah, this is a sequel to Part 1 and Part 2, and it's set 10 years later. I'm not sure if Patrick Wilson's going to be in it. Did he survive past Part 2? I don't even remember. I remember the first one, because I've watched it a handful of times. I don't remember either, but, I mean, Insidious, it's, it's the same world as The Nun, and same kind of the same movie, you know what I mean, the same universe and I'll, I'll watch it yeah we kind of got three powerhouse uh, power kind of powerhouse uh mainstream series all about the same time with the insidious the conjuring and sinister uh, but they're they were all kind of instant classics and i always consider insidious the lesser of all three of those i will check it out i like patrick wilson he was also in the conjuring ones and the other insidious ones so let's see what he can do directing so this is his first i think it's his first uh, job directing so he's got a good name tied to it or i mean a good movie series to be able to do all right last one i got here for 2023 ghostbusters afterlife 2 don't know much about it i know it's probably going to be a lot of hush hush on it what were you going to say Clint? Uh, i was just going to say that's probably one of the best sequels in my opinion that you've mentioned so far hands down excited brian we talked about this before and you said you hadn't seen out did you finally see afterlife no nope. do it I'm busy watching Blood Games and Hellhole. Come on. I, I got you, but you got to watch Afterlife, man. It's a damn good movie. Damn good movie. So at the end of Afterlife, I'm not going to like spoil it all, but we saw one of the characters come back, and he goes back to New York in the original Firehouse. So it kind of seemed like that's the direction they're wanting to take it. I don't know if they're going to keep it Stranger Things-esque with all the kids, which I have a feeling they probably will. To a point from what I read, basically, it's kind of like I talked about Evil Dead going to the city, Scream going to the city, Ghostbusters is going back to the city, and it is going to keep the young children, the, the cast, uh, uh, Spengler, right? Yeah, Spengler's Egon's, Egon's grandkids. Yep, I'm excited for it. I liked the last uh, Ghostbusters, I liked the kids to a point in it. I don't know, because if the other guys, Bill Murray, if he doesn't come back, Dan Aykroyd doesn't come back. I was hoping we'd get Rick Moranis back in the last one at, for like some little part. We didn't. Maybe we'll get him this time. So, I mean, there's stuff to look forward to. Yeah, see, but here, here's the thing is, and again, this is my opinion, but in Afterlife, you had Bill Murray, you had Dan Aykroyd, you had Ernie Hudson show up at the end of the movie. It was a cool moment. But if it didn't happen, that movie still would have been cool. Like, I don't I don't think it was needed. It was great. It was fantastic. And because of that, it kind of allowed the story to continue into the sequel that you're talking about with going back to the firehouse. But I, if, if they're not in, in part two, I don't think it's going to ruin the movie and people are going to pay to go see it. So that's 2023. That's what I'm excited for this year. A lot of stuff or something I'm not so excited for. I do have a couple for 2024. I want to touch on because we don't know much about them. I know... When you just kind of read the titles, they don't have a plot this far. They do have a plot, but we just don't know what they are. Sometimes they don't have a plot. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So one I'm excited for is A Quiet Place. It's called Day One. It's coming out in March of 2024. Brings in uh, Lupita Nyong'o from The Black Panther and Us. Pretty good actress coming in. I don't know what they mean by Day One, though. I don't know if they're going to a different story or day one after they kill supposedly all the aliens or does it go back to like the sec the second one? You're right. It leads it leads mystery because kind of at the end of the first one, 
um, is when they discovered how they could kill the monsters because they had only like learned how to kind of live with them, so to speak, up to that point. So yeah, is it day one after that where they could spread the word on we can take our, our world back or is it an origin story day one, a different family or a different place in the world? Yeah, who knows? It could be anything. I'm excited for it. Kind of, of course, popular or I think it's more popular around here because the writers are from the area that I live in. So it's exciting. It mentioned them in the writing for it. So I don't know if they wrote this one or if they're just continuing getting credits from the original one. Be kind of neat to see. Those guys are talking about opening up a theater here. So if they get a theater opened before then, how exciting would that be? They could have a premiere here if you know they're the writers and be exciting. Maybe I will have to move to that neck of the woods finally. I'm not going to ever drive anywhere because I don't want my truck to break down. Only in that neck of the woods. Don't cross into Iowa. Stay in Moline. Enough of my woes. I swear I heard that there was a, a Quiet Place video game coming out. I could be wrong. I've got nothing, no information in front of me. I just swear that I heard there's a Quiet Place video game coming out. So far, I've heard every horror movie ever is getting a, is getting a video game release. It seems <laughs> like it. So. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about a lot of them, but one that I hadn't mentioned yet is, um, and I just shared it in our news chat, um, you know, where I share news stories that you guys don't ever read. Puppet Master. Puppet Master is getting a game. That's coming out pretty soon. I'll play it. No, I'm into it. If they look good, if they play good. All right, last one I got. And I just kind of picked this one out because I think I've said before, we don't get a lot of horror or werewolf movies. And there's one coming out. I don't know if it's going to be good or if it's going to be super B-rated, but I know you guys would still be excited if it was super B-rated. It's called Cocaine Bear. (laughs) The joke's not old yet. (laughs) It's called Cocaine Werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) It's called the the haunt the haunted and the hunted. A woman must survive a three night cycle of the werewolf in a unique horror filled horror film without dialogue. <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna be like Quiet Place with werewolves. Maybe so, but there was dialogue in that. I instantly went to the movie like Hush, like the Mike Flanagan movie Hush where his wife was, or well, the wife played the character that was uh, deaf. I don't know if it's something like that. That would be kind of fun if we get like a deaf character fighting these werewolves. And oh my God, you couldn't hear shit coming. How horrifying would that be? It reminds me of um, The Walking Dead. The last few seasons, they introduced uh, a character, uh, and I can't remember the character's name right now, but she was deaf and she is deaf in real life. And there were some scenes in that where like um, she was holding a baby and there's a bunch of uh, zombies and a bunch of whispers, you know, people dressed up as zombies coming up behind her. And she didn't know they were there because there was just mass chaos going on everywhere. Yeah. And you're on the edge of your seat, like right behind you, right behind you, you know. And your kids are like, she can't hear you. No, she really can't hear you. <laughs> and I, that's, I'm like, that's why I'm screaming louder. All right. So have you guys looked ahead at all? Do you guys have anything you're excited for that we haven't talked about? He's got a list. I made a list while we were recording. I honestly did not do any prep work for this this episode, period. But a couple things that you mentioned sparked some titles coming up that I had in mind. One is, and I'm sure you guys are know that I'm going to say this, is if you haven't heard... February 14th, Valentine Bluffs, a fan film comes out. It'll be free on YouTube out this Valentine's Day. So I'm obviously excited to see that. So that's a new one coming out. Way back in the beginning of this episode, you talked about David Gordon Green. I saw something. I couldn't tell if it was satire or not. It wasn't from a really what I consider reputable news source. And I haven't seen anything else. So it might be satire. It might be a joke. 
but that David Gordon Green was going to release a new trilogy and start working on Hellraiser. No, it, that's out. That's fact. Well, that that is a thing then. That is a thing. I don't know where it falls in the timeline, but I think he has to get this trilogy out of the way first. But the way he puts out movies, though, if he puts them out once a year, you know, barring any epidemic pandemics, you know, maybe we're only three years away. Or maybe he's going to work on a couple different things at once. But no, that's fact. He he has signed on for a new Hellraiser. It'll be interesting to see how this coincides with them kind of rebooting the, the franchise on Hulu recently, which I don't know if you guys watched it. I did. It was a few pins short of a Cenobite, in my opinion. Wasn't terrible. It was like a really good sci-fi movie. You know what I mean by that? It's like, you know, sci-fi movies are typically terrible. It, it had everything that a Hellraiser movie needed, but it just was a little watered down. The acting in it was great. It was almost like if you took Hellraiser and 13 Ghosts, the remake, and put them together, and this is the movie you got. When that came out, there was a lot of excitement about it. It came out earlier this year in 20 or earlier in 2022. I had read that Clive Barker was like, this is good. I like this. I want to make another one, whether that's write Another one or direct. I don't know. So yeah, I'll be interested to see how this all meshes together. It's kind of like we've been covering a little bit throughout 2022, all of the weird night of the living dead stuff coming out. You hear about the TV shows that might be coming out. You hear about kind of a docudrama movie from Greg Nicotero about the making of Night of the Living Dead coming out. I read recently, and it was one of those messages I sent to you guys recently that said it wasn't available. It's supposed to be a Night of the Living Dead Part 2 coming out. And that's separate from another one called Night of the Living Dead Part 2 that has the surviving cast of Day of the Dead. So there's all of these projects, continuations, reboots, sequels going on from these franchises from different people at the same fucking time. How is it all going to work? What's going to see light and what's gonna die you know i don't know if he skips the first hellraiser because i was not a fan of that one oh, and goes man. straight like hellraiser hellbound i'm fucking in just skip <laughs> the first part just like put people on mattresses on the floor cut them up into little pieces like go to hell do all that crazy shit and i will watch the whole fucking trilogy the first one was a little slow paced i'll give you that the second one was cool because it was in the asylum a lot of people hated the third one because it kind of got to that wisecracking freddy krueger kind of you know franchise gimmicky shit i really like the third one anything after that i was like eh, now we're in space and shit this is kind of weird but regardless we're going to be seeing some more hellraiser in the near future then i got a couple more and that is um nothing's been announced on this but hopefully soon we see a black phone too. We talked about it when we covered the black phone in 2022. It was kind of said that if it, if it did well enough, made enough money that they were, Joe Hill's like, I got a story, a way to make <laughs> the grabber come back or whatever. So hopefully we hear some news about something like that pretty soon. I don't have any information in front of me, but the Toxic Avenger remake starting uh, Peter Drinklage is supposed to be coming out, you know, and I don't remember a release date, but again, that was talked about in 2022 a lot to the point where I think it was in post-production. So hopefully we see that come to light in 2023. Again, all the movies that I'm rattling off here is kind of like what I was talking to you about earlier, Jason, all sequels, all remakes, you know, all reimaginings. This one is original and it is Final Summer. Now, Final Summer was directed by John Eisberg. If I'm saying John's name right, I hope so. It's got Tom Matthews in it. Maybe not necessarily an original concept. It's in the aftermath of a tragedy at a summer camp. A group of camp counselors find themselves fighting for their lives against a masked killer. I met John when I was at Scarefest in Kentucky, October 2022, last October. Talked with him for quite a while. 
great guy. I think uh, the the lady that was with him wished him and I would shut the fuck up. He just, we just kind of <laughs> kept, we were excited to talk to each other about the shit we were talking about. And we must've talked forever. We've been in, actually in contact with John and it looks like here sometime in the near future, he is going to be a, a guest here on the I Like a Spooky Horror podcast. John's been traveling around, hitting the circuit with Final Summer, showing it at different cons and stuff. But it looks like here in 2023, I forget the actual date, but here soon, it's going to get uh, released on streaming. Nice. I kind of I kind of relate with that lady. <laughs> and I, I talk too much. God, will this guy shut up and just let me say something? Uh, we like yeah. to bust each other. <laughs> No, but if you haven't watched the trailer for Final Summer, go check it out. I think it looks great. Looks like it was filmed well. There's some really cool music that's going along with it. I've had some interaction with John through Facebook and um, some posts he's made. And he's actually from like two hours from where I live. Filmed the movie down there. All local bands that were in the soundtrack for the movie. It just looks fun. Something that I'm going to check out when it comes out. Yeah, I think to get any anything new, again, uh, the concept necessarily isn't new, but I think to get anything new, we're going to have to go to independent filmmakers in at least 2023, if not beyond. Hollywood and, and big budget blockbusters, man, just keep churning out the stuff. I don't blame them. That's what makes the money. That's what brings the people in. I, I'm sure there's going to be some stuff coming out that kind of will surprise us. Uh, there was quite a few that came out this year. I had no idea about and some original movies, Barbarian, Smile. Uh, those were two big ones. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty more in 2023. Agree. Agree. Great movies too. both of those. Well, some of the ones that I found are actually sound like they're mostly original ideas. I'm piggybacking off your uh, Scott Beck and Brian Woods talk. They have two movies coming out next year. Um, the one, maybe not horror, maybe more science fiction, but it caught my eye because uh, I have a four-year-old that loves dinosaurs, and it's called a 65. So it's about a, a pilot that crashes on an unknown planet, um, and he's actually stranded on Earth 65 million years ago. Um, it's him and we're with one other person, um, a young child, and uh, they have to try to go across planet Earth with dinosaurs. So I don't know if that's how... Uh oh, people started again. Like I've seen the trailer. It doesn't show much, but uh, I was about to say that's their movie. I had no idea that's their movie. It's being advertised now. I have a fire stick that I use. And when I go across that, it pops up. Maybe it's the trailer or maybe I was looking at trailers. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And I can't remember the, the actor that's in. It's pretty well known. I can't remember his name, but uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, the guy from Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That played Kylo Ren. Adam Driver. Nice. And then they also uh, worked on a movie, and I don't have a release date on this, but they were the writers for a, it's a Stephen King adaption of The Boogeyman. It says it's coming out this year, PG-13. They were the screenplay writers for that, um, so a Stephen King adaption movie. Not really original, but... Another thing I failed at, I, I, I came across that, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. I just kind of <laughs> left it out, but yeah, it's great that it's them. No date on this one. I just find found a, just kind of the name of the movie caught my eye. It's called I Saw the TV Glow, and um, it says it's a horror drama. It follows two teenage teenagers who bond over their shared love of a scary television show. Then the show gets mysteriously canceled. That's all it says. It has a cast, I mean, but other than a director, that's all I could find on it. And then the last thing that caught my eye was the name and the poster. Um, it's called Dark Harvest. 
and it's rated R. doesn't look like there's a date on it. It says a legendary monster called October Boy terrorizes residents in a small Midwestern town when he rises from the cornfields every Halloween with his butcher knife and makes his way towards those who are brave enough to confront him. And the poster is kind of cool. It's got like a pumpkin head kind of creature going towards town. Looks fun. I've seen that. I've I've seen the poster and I've seen posts about Dark Harvest. I haven't seen the movie. It, it did catch my interest, but I just assumed that was already out for whatever reason. I kind of saw like, oh, I'll watch that one of these days. I didn't know that it hadn't been released yet. Yeah, it looked like it said 2023. No date. Maybe it is out. Hell, if it is, I need to go watch it. But yeah, those are kind of some of the things that I found that looked interesting. And like you said, Jason, there is always something that Shudder puts out or pops on Netflix or comes from overseas that I pick up on that I'm like, oh, that was a good one. That Magazines are good for that. You know, if any of our listeners are subscribers to Horror Hound or Fangoria or Scream, you know, magazines, they're good at saying, hey, this is overseas right now. It's getting a lot of buzz. Watch for it to hit. U.S. markets and streaming here. Do you know what else I'm excited about coming in 2023? What's that, Clint? I'm excited for I'm excited for a couple things. I'm excited one for it looks like here on the show on this podcast we're going to sporadically incorporating more guests than we have. Kind of picking up some steam on that. In fact, the next episode and the last episode, I uh, Brian said, you know, we don't normally announce what we're going to be doing the next episode, which is true. But I just thought I'd throw it out there because it looks like it's pretty well locked in. The next episode, we are going to have a Tracy No and Adam. I'm Adam. I'm sorry, I forget your last name right now, but they are the organizers of Motor City Legacy, which is a horror con that's going to be. We talked about it earlier, April 14th, 15th, and 16th here in my neck of the woods in Michigan in the Detroit area. They've got a lot of cool stars, guests already announced. We're going to be hearing about some more, and we're going to have them as guests. We talked about there's a chance we might get John from Final Summer on soon, and we've got some leads on just some more guests in the show. So I'm excited about that, but also I'm excited to see what the rest of the PFPN brings us in 2023. Speaking of the PFPN, how about we take a minute and hear from our podcast network. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, Clint. Uh, looking forward. Uh, we've talked about some movies we're exciting for, excited for. Can't even talk anymore. I want to know what you guys are excited for. Uh, Brian, Clint, myself, we'll kind of talk about that. Let us know anything. You've kind of listened to us before. Let us know anything that we should be excited for. If you guys see anything, help us out. Send us a message. Send a, Make a comment. We make enough uh, social media posts. So speaking of that, what are you guys excited for? I'm excited to hear the answers from the people that you just asked. I'm, I want to hear what people have to say. <laughs> and, and to and to add to that, I mean, we're a horror show. We cover horror, but we're not all diehard horror, meaning like I get excited if I know that uh, He-Man Revelations is getting a series three on Netflix. You know what I mean? Things that are kind of related. We're, we're geeks all across the spectrum here. So yeah, let us let us know anything. 
that you are interested in. And maybe it's out of our wheelhouse or not on our radar. I'm excited to hear about a lot of that stuff. Yeah, a lot of uh, this community kind of spreads by word of mouth. So, I mean, let us know. Yeah, get the word out there. And maybe you have something that we don't know about, which you probably do because we're kind of dumb. But, you know, whatever. One thing I am excited about that we haven't talked about on this episode, and of course, there's not even a date or anything, but um, you know, it sounded like we're going to be getting a Terrifier 3 sometime in the near future. And actually, a uh, hat tip to Jason because behind him is a Terrifier toy. And I looked at that and I was like, oh, yeah, we need to talk about Terrifier 3. So I'm excited to see if, if something like that surfaces in 2023 or 2024, something soon. Need me some more Art the Clown. Strike why the iron's hot on that one. I mean, hell, he brought it back from Terrifier 1 when it, you know, had kind of cooled down and made it hot again. Well, and they are hot now because they're they're hitting so many conventions. Oh yeah, both the director and Art the Clown. But I'm sorry, their names aren't in front of me, so I'm forgetting them. And so, speaking of cons, there are a ton of cons. I'm almost overwhelmed. There's one that I want to go to in March. Unfortunately, I have to kind of reorganize and condense my schedule in 2023 of where I'm going and how many I'm going to. Creature Feature Weekend. Look it up. It's early in March. I want to say 10th, 11th, 12th, but I could be wrong. They just announced. I can't think of the actor's name, but he played Lionel in Dead Alive is going to be there. Oh, really? There's a whole bunch of other cool people that are going to be there. It's not in front of me. The idea just popped in my head to talk about it. Um, but that right there, I've never seen that guy do a con. There's cool cons everywhere in 2023. Any idea? Or do you remember where that one's at, roughly? Yeah, it's it's Gettysburg, Gettysburg Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, Creature Feature Weekend, they're an established con. I don't know how many years. I think they do at least two, maybe three shows a year. They're on my radar as far as going to as a vendor with, with inkmirrors.com, hopefully soon. I'm always excited for the cons, all of them. Anyone I can get to. Uh, rumors about a Halloween 45th coming in September to October. Uh, Midwest Monster Fest is coming back in September. Super excited for that one. Any other one I can get to, Flashback Weekend, Halloween-a-palooza. I always look for it every year. You know, we kind of get sad in the winter months. Thank God I have football to keep me occupied, but that'll be ending in the next couple months, and then I'll have to really gear up my plans for all these cons coming next year. That's always one of the top things I'm excited about, just hanging out with you guys as much as I can and going to see some horror shit. I will be hitting Motor City Legacy a thousand percent. I'm already booked for it. I will be hitting Motor City Nightmares. A thousand percent already booked for it. That one's going to be cool because Bruce Campbell and Ted Ramey are going to be there. And Motor City Nightmares, that's the first con I ever went to as a fan. First con I ever went to as a vendor. So it's kind of like my home. I know the people. I'm very comfortable there. It's kind of like when you just, you know, you come home. That's how I feel when I go there. Thousand percent hitting up flashback in Chicago this year. Just under a thousand percent that I'll be going back to Scarefest in Kentucky. Uh, Again, I had to condense my schedule. So I think I'm going to try to fit at least one more in there but i can't tell you what it's gonna be but creature feature weekend or um there's a couple horror hounds there's a big one coming up um here soon in may in florida called spooky empire i had never heard about it but it looks pretty big yeah a lot of cool stuff happening you got anything bry i'm not excited for anything you're excited for everything i'm hoping my first con of 2023 is motor city legacy go up and hang out with clint they got some cool guests. They just announced Psycho Gorman, the actor that played Psycho Gorman and the little girl from the movie. Their first con ever? Hers, hers, yeah. His, I'm not for sure. I didn't I didn't take the time to read it. I just saw the announcement. And I ran and showed Elena because Elena, I'm sorry, Boots, you know her as Boots. I ran to Boots. We love that movie. I'm like, look who's going to be there. She's like, oh my God. 
Mimi says frig off. I just saw a t-shirt today. I was like, oh, that's so cool. It's it's a fun movie. It's one of those that was surprising that you're like, oh, this looks fun. A Shutter original. And then you watch and you're like, oh, that was really fun. I want more of this. And I'm surprised a little bit that you like it, Clint, because it falls into that like Godzilla science fiction kind of, but it's different. You know, it's a little bit of that, but a little bit of the B-movie horror fun too. It was like watching an R-rated version or a more mature version of the Power Rangers. And I don't know why I liked it. I did. I just fell in love with that movie. It, it just it hit all the right notes. Yeah, and of course, I'll be at Flashback. Your top t-shirt seller for Ink Mares will be at Flashback <laughs> to help you run the booth that weekend. I actually might have to miss Halloween Palooza this year. I think I told Jason this, and I told Tiffany that Sounds like the drive-in, the last drive-in jamboree will be in Vegas in October. No official date yet. It might be the year that I go to the drive-in. I mean, it's October. The airport an hour away flies straight to Vegas. It won't be too hot. And Jason and I have talked about this. Joe Bob's getting older. He's not going to be around forever. So maybe this is the year that I hit up Vegas for the drive-in jamboree. I think it'd be a fun time. Didn't you tell me a couple days ago that Darcy, the male girl, follows our show now? Yeah, she follows the podcast on Twitter. Yeah, maybe there's something to this whole Joe Bob's getting older, not going to be around for everything. Maybe Darcy's like, you know what? I'm going to need a replacement for the show. That Brian guy is pretty cool. I have nowhere near the knowledge that he has. Well, that's why you have Jason and I. We're your writers. You just wear a little earbud and we feed you what to say all the time. We do have kind of the same taste in movies, Joe Bob and I. Well, I was about to say Clint talks about as much as Joe Bob, so <laughs> he, he could help out too. There you go. It's all of us. We'll just take over the Joe Bob show. We'll just give us characters, you know, like, a, I don't know, I'll be a janitor or something, sweeping up the beer bottles, and Jason could be Darcy's stalker, you know. That'd be fun, just creeping in the background. <laughs> you see, uh, they did the Ghoul Tide Christmas thing. It's been weeks ago. You can get married by Joe Bob. You can have him come to your house, and him and Darcy will take you out to dinner at Cracker Barrel. You can go to an AEW event and meet Chris Jericho with him. The one that was the most so far, I think, was the wedding. It was like at $16,000. It's all for charity. I don't want to get married. They did have like a, you could... Go to a live taping of the show. That would be fun, but it was already at like six grand. I don't know who the people are that have this kind of money. It's it's not me, but... Hey, you talked about Chris Jericho. I'm going to throw this in real quick, and that is I sent you guys in our news chat where I sent all the news stories that I researched that you don't ever want to read on the show. And um, But you commented on this one, and you just brought up Chris Jericho. I'm just looking at the headline. We've been talking forever, so I'm not going to go in and try to read the, the article. But there's a movie coming out where Chris Jericho will star. It is a wrestling-themed horror movie called Dark Match. And Brian, you said something about Darcy you think is going to be in that, right? Oh, I can't imagine she would not be in that. She's a huge wrestling fan. I was wondering what the connection was. Yeah, she's a huge wrestling fan, and her and Chris Jericho are friends, I gather. I mean, he's been on The Last Drive-In several times, and he's even done, I'm a Patreon supporter of, it's called The Lost Drive-In. She's going back and getting all Joe Bob's old footage from his shows and time stamping it so you can watch like Return of the Living Dead. It'll give you like a start it here, stop it here, listen to Joe Bob talk. So she's going back and getting like all the old movie channel and Monster Vision stuff, putting that in there together. So yeah, I can't imagine she won't be a part of that. And I can't imagine in 2024, there won't be a movie coming out by full moon. 
called Cocaine Werewolf. So we'll talk about that next year. Jesus. I can't wait. Well, I tell you what, whether it's, um, you know, all these great movies, all these sequels, requels, all the guests, all the podcasts, all the, the horror conventions, I'm excited to be here with you guys, cover it all for uh, our first full year together. Very cool milestone for the show, as far as I'm concerned, personally for myself. Yeah, 2023, let's burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> not literally. No, Did not literally. <laughs> Sounded good though. Hell yeah. yeah. Pussy. I'm pu- <laughs> uh, I pumped up for the year though. So now that you know what's coming in 2024, 2023, fuck, I'm skipping the year. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I'm excited for this year. Now that you know what's coming in 2023, you guys, <laughs> I'm still laughing in my head. He, he's already segued into the PFPN, buddy. I said the P word one time and it threw you off. Oh, man. <laughs> We're trying to segue to the end of the show. Oh, we just keep talking till 2024. That way we don't have to worry about covering, you know, doing any more research. I'm going to need a cigarette at some point, though. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so now you know what's coming in 2023. Let us know what you're excited to see or hear or watch or read or collect. Or buy. Don't forget to check us out on our socials. I like it. Spooky Horror Podcast on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, Twitter. You can be as cool as Darcy and follow us on Twitter. And take care. Have a good year. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy New Year. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to stick around for another year. At least for a while. Hey, what's wrong with you, man? Show some fucking respect for the dead, will ya?